Welcome to Why Two Killers. I'm Dr. Benny Graves, the comedy relief who fucked Stifler's mom and is in three scenes. And with me, as always, is the reused clips from a better movie, <laughs> the harpoon to my testicles, Hammy Swammy Brecky Sammy. Hi, I'm Ben's girlfriend. Greetings. Do you have a name? No, I don't have a name. It's just Ben's girlfriend. Anonymous woman. Anonymous. No, it's Sarah. For anybody who didn't know, it is Sarah with an H. Uh, girls who are named Sarah without H's are bitches. Ooh, shots fired. I said what I said. Well, we're here to talk about a very special film. The Rage Carry 2 from 1999. Woo! Directed by Cat Shea. Is he related to Bob Shea? No. No. Oh. Hmm. But, more importantly, we did a, we had a couple of adventures, right? Yeah, we did have some adventures. What were they? We went to Canada. Why did we go to Canada? We went to London, Ontario to experience Shockstock. Oh, Shockstock, yeah. And that's a horror comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's real greasy. <laughs> um, we went there. Uh, this was the second time we've gone because we went pre-COVID. And then, you know, three years of our life were taken away. Yeah, actually, I've been to Canada like four times now, I guess. Uh, two times to Toronto and then two times with you to London, Ontario uh, to Shockstock. And it's a beauty every time. It's so wonderful. I mean, I really can't stress enough like how nice everyone <laughs> in Canada is. Like, and we met our friend Jen Marino from Jen in the Hearts. Mm-hmm. We met our friends Coop and Esther, who are participants in the band Blood Opera. Yes. Coop is an effects artist, a very talented one, I might say mm-hmm. so. And we met his bandmates, all super nice people. We met up with our witch finger gals, uh, Morgan Lander, yeah. Yasmina, and Megan. Yeah. And uh, a whole other host of delightful folks. Donald Sutherland came down yeah. and watched me at Apex Ben social level. We uh, met Kate and her boyfriend, Jeff, and I harassed him for literally no less than three hours about Degrassi because I was like, as an American, I have so many questions for you about Degrassi. <laughs> All I know is that Drake loses the use of his legs due to school shit. Yes, but apparently I say Degrassi wrong. I say Degrassi, but it's supposed to be Degrassi. So, mm, but of I don't course. Know. But yeah, I was like, no, I refuse to say it the way you want me to. (laughs) The intricacies of teen drama. But yeah, we met a ton of people. We had an amazing time. We drank excessively. Yes, we did. We ate delicious vegan fast food from Odd Odd Burger. Burger. Um, That's like a big up. Yeah, if y'all are in the Canada area, I think they have five or so locations in Toronto and London, Ontario. Uh, Odd Burger is awesome. They do vegan poutine and like basically like vegan McDonald's stuff, but like somehow 3,100 times better. Um, 3,100 even. Yeah. Hmm. 
crazy. But no, everything we got from them was like super good, especially like I always order way too much when we get takeout. That way we just have extra, especially like when we're staying at something like Shockstock. And when we're drinking all day. Well, that's the thing is we were at Shockstock. I knew we weren't going to have access to like food real late. So might as well get some leftovers. And uh, we popped our uh, Mahoning cherry for the year. Yeah. Right. We went to Zombie Fest. Yeah. We brought uh, your, our friend Tobias fucking awesome man and he loved it uh he had never been there before and it's so funny when we try to explain the mahoning to people that have never been they're like yeah 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 and then they go and they're like oh this is like really impressive actually it's a truly magical place like it truly has an element of magic to it yeah and who do we see at uh zombie fest our friends sheila and david yeah and a whole slurry of other friends yeah we made like 20 other new friends we saw our friend misty or as you might know her as medusa midnight yes um so we got to see her this semester season whatever you want to call this the drive. semester this semester back at degrassi high at degrassi high um but yeah there were so many people that i was meeting and it was like i was just sucking the social energy mm-hmm. i was in my full pennywise social deadlights mode well our friends jesse and mike were there uh, yes we love who I was very happy to have because they're much more low-key like me. So I was like, yep, I need more low-key. Ben was in full Ben mode. So I was like... She looked at me and my eyes were rolling back like I'm in scanners. You were just living for it. Ben is... He feeds off of the energy. I might be a little bit of an extroverted individual. Yeah, you are. You're very extroverted. And I'm like, oh, please, God, get me away. <laughs> but yeah, and we've got VHS Fest coming up in mm-hmm. July. And if you're a fan of this podcast, if you're a fan of... Or if you hate this podcast, you should still go. <laughs> yeah, come come see me. Yeah, come fucking see me, motherfucker. Um, no, but yeah, we'll have VHS Fest. This is our fourth one together, I believe. Yes. And honestly, it's so magical and so wonderful. And it's so cool. And if What a you, hub of dead media. It's like tailgating without the sports. Yes. Uh, and you the can best. watch movies and it's just really sweet and nice and you can bring your puppies and ke- I guess if you want to bring a cat you could but so instead you- of watching a bunch of uh, genetically modified criminals who make way more money than doctors yeah. you get to watch a bunch of shot on video horror films well yeah uh, do we know what the lineup is for VHS Fest yet no right um, yeah we do they're oh, showing Frank and Hooker the first oh, night oh right yep yep um or sorry, the second night rather, but they have like a pretty stacked group of films. I don't want to spoil it. If you're interested, check out the Mahoning website. They there have a great still schedule. Be tickets, I believe. Hopefully, there are still tickies. Um, and we're gonna be running deep. Satan Squad gonna be running deep. Yeah, I mean Jesse and Steph might be there. I believe for a little bit. Maybe we can convince Jonald to come out. So right. you can come meet the whole crew if you guys yeah. are interested. Come meet us in various states of inebriation. And Sweet Baby K will be there with her lover. Yeah, she'll so be. You can watch us make fun of her in real life. She'll like arrive we do on in this a float podcast. <laughs> that's in the shape of Brendan Fraser from The Mummy. Um, but anyway, what else w- happened uh, after we got home from Canada, though? I don't know. Well, we got COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then what else happened? Someone graduated. I graduated from Rockers. So with now you're honors. a full lawyer. No, I'm not a lawyer. And you've already convicted several innocent men. They're going to the clink forever. I don't practice criminal law. Yeah, and, and she held the gun that killed them. I practice civil law. She was like, you scumbags. I hope you see the surface of no, hell and I think of me. No, I graduated from the Jersey Mike's Arena. <laughs> Dude, so yeah, so you're, Sarah, you had your graduation at Rutgers, and I guess whatever this arena was before is now the Jersey Mike's Arena, it, and it looks like 
a building from Dune, but there's a giant Jersey Mike's logo above it. It is literally a 30 Rock joke. And I was almost executed by the Jersey Mike Sardaukar, which was pretty fucking dark. <laughs> I'm pissed I didn't get a Jersey Mike's like coupon or something. I expected a giant sub to come out at the end and be like, hey, graduates, enjoy your student loan debt. Here's 10% off a grinder. Here's your 10% <laughs> off one sub. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, yeah, that would be the move. But yeah, so that's a big thing. And now... uh. Yeah, we're transitioning to like a little bit of a slower time before we kick back into gear. So That's right. Well, let's kick into gear with this work Ooh. of celluloid art. Oh, sure. Uh, but first, this year in horror, mm. um, House on Haunted Hill. It's not bad. Blair Witch. I've still never seen that movie all the way through. It holds up. It was pretty experimental at the time. And because of um, found footage like slamming us in the head repeatedly until yeah. we went concussed it's kind of like aged badly in that well, way i did see blair witch 2 I know book you of have shadows money. with I know. you <laughs> we'll have to do a double feature i don't know that we'll do them back to back i don't know that we have to do that oh we have to. i don't think so idle hands i love idle hands we're, we're definitely going to cover that i love idle hands i showed you that what about two ish years I think ago it, it was pretty good as a person who hasn't seen it yet um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Ravenous, big fan of that film. Boo. We covered it on Sale of Satan. Uh, Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Deepest, bluest. The fucking shark ate me. Uh, Audition. <laughs> the Mummy. Case pants are just wet. That's yeah, that's just like a fucking like a landslide can of, of fucking like cream corn cheese. chowder. Just <laughs> a landslide of cream cheese. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Scallion cream cheese. Well, I think that might be an infection. <laughs> and then uh, Virus. Uh, not a yeah, great movie. Yeah, that's a virus for sure. But great special effects. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I liked it. It's a it's fine. It's a TNT movie, if anything. Well, who's in this this cast, these thespians? Oh, the Rage Carrie 2. Uh, right. So first, our star, who, her name is Rachel in this movie, but we'll probably just call her Carrie 2 or not Carrie. Yeah, um, I'm calling her Carrie 2. <laughs> but her name is Emily Burgle, where you know her from. She was actually in Blue Jasmine, which I think you saw, The daughter you? of the Hamburglar. Yes. Uh, she, I didn't see Blue Jasmine, no, but I know I'm familiar with it. She was in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as Susie's like sister-in-law or something. Yeah. She has like really curly blonde hair in that. But I know her because she was in four episodes of Gilmore Girls as Francie. Uh, she has red hair and like Betty Bangs in those episodes. And she's like a real bitch because she hates Paris and she wants Rory to like lose like her the friendship country. with Paris. And like, you know, just like. She's not a Francophile. Yeah. If you guys ever want to talk about Gilmore Girls, just hit me up. Because Ben is giving me the side eye for this. Okay, so moving on. We have Jason London, who was in Days, Con Days and Confused. So he's Jason London, not Jeremy London. He has a brother named Jeremy London, who was in Mallrats. Okay. But Jason London was in this and in Dazed and Confused. His name was Jason. Exactly. Uh, Dylan Bruno, who I kept thinking this entire movie, was the one guy from Entourage. Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon. Who we better know from the Blob remake. Yes. Better but movie. But we are going to call this guy Kevin Dillon. I'm probably just going to call him Kevin Dillon because his name in this is just Mark. 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 Uh, Jay Smith Cameron is Rachel's mom. Uh, and she was in Succession. We've never seen Succession. We've heard good it things. It just ended, and people loved it. So she's in that, so you guys might know her from there. I'm just um, happy the Culkins are getting work. Right. Amy Irving, who plays Sue Snell, who was in the original. Um, she's the like living girl at the end who 
goes to the grave. We would now call her a legacy character. Oh, is that what you call them? Okay, whatever. Uh, Zachary Ty Bryan, who is the oldest son from Home Improvement. He's the blonde one. We're going to call him Home Improvement. We're just going to call him Home Improvement because his name in this is Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, the detective played by John Doe. That's the that is the actor's name. I swear to God, look at the IMDb. His I know, name is John I Doe. You. I know. Uh, we have Gordon Clapp, who plays Eric, uh, Home Improvement's dad, and he I know from NYPD Blue. So big ups. Uh, Rachel Blanchard, who is very familiar looking, but like the stuff that she's listed for, she was in uh, one of the newer seasons of Fargo as Kitty Nygaard, but I knew her from like, I think like Disney Channel stuff or something. She's she's a familiar face. And then uh, the last notable person is Eddie K. Thomas, who plays Arnie, but we all know him as the... <clears throat> Excuse me. The kid that fucked Stifler's mom. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. He pounded me so hard. He played me real hard. Yeah, Finch, right? Finch, yeah. Not to be confused with the uh, the band, the hardcore Finch. band. Yeah, <laughs> I never listened to Finch. They're good. Uh, it, mm. Anyway, I got some trivs for you. Oh, you got the trivia trivs? I'm hitting you with them trivs. Okay. Uh, so the trivs are, this movie was originally going to be called The Curse, mm-hmm. not to be confused with the Will Whedon movie with the evil crops. Or the Wes Craven, Christina Ricci joint. The Curse. Cursed. Just Curse. Cursed. Just Cursed? I think it's Just Curse. Cursed. Or cursed. Cursed? Kirsten. And it's got a Milo Ventimiglia in it. Yeah, Milo Ravioglio. Mm, um, it would al- was also potentially going to be called Carrie 2, Say You're Sorry. That seems like... That's a lot of words. Yeah, I don't know. They're, it feels like they were trying to be witty like Mary Lou Prom Night 2. And mm, uh, mm. this movie is no Mary Lou Prom Night 2. <gasps> uh, so the director, Cache, actually took over directing after Robert Mandel quit as director due mm. to creative differences. Huh. Who could imagine that a film like this would be fraught with problems? Interesting. Um, he directed a ton of TV and he directed the movie FX, where it's the FX guy who's trying to solve a mystery or stop mobsters or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we watched it. I don't know that we paid that much attention to it. So it's all right. It's fine. But the most interesting piece of trivia is that um, and this is pretty much direct from Wiki. Uh, the plot borrows heavily from the 1993 real life incident in which a group of jocks in mm-hmm. high school, known as the Spur Posse, were involved in a sex scandal. What? And they were called the Spur Posse because they like a guy from the Spurs. And essentially, they fucked and definitely raped a bunch of underage oh, no. girls. And uh, it was considered statutory rape, but due to circumstances and evidence and stuff like that it wasn't necessarily pursued and uh yeah it's a good thing that we've evolved as a society since then. a classic american cover-up what a great american tale i'm so glad things are different now we don't have that kind of stuff happening right yeah we solved it well we we had obama for two terms it's over we're totally not racist anymore too yeah america's great thanks obama (laughs) thanks obama um we have uh the soundtrack hit us with them juicy beats girl oh boy oh boy girl hit me with them beats this soundtrack is interesting because like while we were watching the movie i thought i knew way more artists on this but i do not (laughs) i also thought i would know more but I, don't. I definitely don't. So it starts, the listing is Crazy Little Voices by Ra. I don't. Not Sun Ra. No, just Ra. R.A. Mm. <laughs> uh, Quick, Painless, and Easy by Ivy. Not Operation Ivy. No, no. Just, just pick Ivy. Pick it up, pick it up. Resurrection by Fear Factory. I do know that. Uh, know. Year... That's the factory that you go into and you're like, I'm scared. Yes. That's where Joe Rogan's from. <laughs> 
remember? Remember? It's fucking good. Oh, it's so weird. You made you eat roaches. Uh, Year of Summer by Lost, uh, Paradise Lost. Never heard of you. Who knew that a guy who would make you eat poop would become one of the greatest philosophers of the modern age? Uh, who knew? Low Down by Mary Watt. Um, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looking down the barrel by five times down or five X down. I don't know how we loved like, like numbers like five yes. finger death punch. Four uh, year strong. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Third eye bond. Mm. Two guys in a pizza joint. Um, <laughs> Die with me by typo negative, which I actually you know yeah. know typo negative. My boy is big PP. Uh, keep sleeping by sixteen volt. There you go. Another or band with numbers on it. Dark love by Kate. Rock, Shrook, Shrock, I don't know. Mm. Laughter mm-hmm. lines, <laughs> that's what I got on my face, by Sack, which is what Ben's got on his. Um, the slower I go. Only on a date night. <laughs> slower I, the slower I go by LAX or LAX, I don't know who could know. They love they. that airport, man. They're obsessed with yeah. it. Yeah. Sleep by Trailer Park Pam. Not Trailer Park Boys. No. Uh, and then finally, Spark Somebody Up by Buddha monk, monk. Sure, sure. I don't. Th- all of these. Sound I think made a lot up. of these are probably electronic or industrial bands. Yeah, and it just shows you that there were a lot of bands that didn't make it. Yeah, it's so interesting to see new metal coming back because there's obviously a wide variety. That's like with every genre. There's always a wider variety. Tons but, of bands. Um, you know, obviously the ones that are coming back into style. The kids really love Slipknot and Corn. The kids love the Slipknot. Um, They're pushing their fingers into so many pies. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it's so interesting to see new metal come back, and I kind of want to make kids watch this movie and be like, "You don't know the horrors that was new metal, <laughs> bro. You don't know, bro. Bro, get ready to be educated. But first, we're gonna educate on the trailers because we watched the VHS copy yes, of this. We did. That's did- going right into the box that I I'm gonna donate during VHS Fest. We got this at an estate sale. I'm pretty sure we picked this up for like a dollar or less. You might be right. So, um, yeah, don't pay for this. I think it's on Paramount Plus right oh, dear now. God, don't. Yeah, don't pay for this. Uh, just find it somewhere else or just ask us for our copy. We'll, we'll give it to you at VHS Fest. Oh, please, God, take it. Um, but yeah, the trailers were The World Is Not Enough, which was a bad Pierce Brosnan and mm-hmm. James Bond movie, which features Denise Richards playing nuclear physicist Christmas Jones she and her look two like a scientist. giant breasts. Yeah, those mm. look like scientist breasts. She aged beautifully. She's actually, I feel bad for her because she married Charlie Sheen Ooh, and yeah. he went cuckoo bananas and, you know, they have like a bunch of kids together or something. Uh, this is during that interesting period of time where we're starting to phase out of VHS and we're starting to phase into DVD. Donka, 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 so there's tons of, uh, first of all, there's an MGM website banner. Oof. And then they're like, all these movies that came out on VHS are coming out on DVD. They advertise a bunch of old James Bond movies. Yep. Um, we get a VHS or, or a trailer, not just for VHS, for Blast from the Past with I Brendan Fragier. I um, <gasps> And his dad, great. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Um, and then we get a trailer for uh, what looks like it probably was a Hong Kong action movie, um, or at least like an Americanized Hong Kong movie with Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. And he's like, bro, I can come out of a call with doves too. What's it called? The Corruptor. The Corruptor, yeah. That trailer looked cool. Bro, I can jump through the air and fire two guns at the same time. I can kill all these Vietnamese guys. I guess in many ways, what is it like? That game Max Payne knocked off a lot oh, of Hong yeah, Kong yeah, movies. Yeah. He was in Max Payne. He was in Max Payne. So was Mila Kunis, wasn't she? Uh, I think so. I'm really? almost pretty Holy positive. Shit. Yeah. Um, I think she's the girl. And then there's the trailer for The Mod Squad. Ooh, baby. Starring Giovanni Ribzizi. Yep. And Claire Danes. Hachi, and Machi. oh my gosh, Mackay Pfeiffer. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Tell me about this thing. So apparently, The Mod Squad, from what 
I understand. It was a reboot, obviously, of the 60s show. Uh, this was like a 90s thing. Uh, late 90s, I should specify, was we wanted to like bring back all these like 60s properties, like specifically like, you know, like your Charlie's six, Angels, Charlie's Angels, that kind of stuff. 60s, 70s stuff. We were obsessed with making that new. And I, I you remember when towards the end that started to peter out because I remember being younger and they had the Rocky and Bullwinkle remake. Yes. And then they had Charlie's Angels. Yes. And then Towards the end, they literally they had that horrible Bewitched movie. Oh yeah, I never Holy even saw moly. the Bewitched movie. I heard it was like horrific. But yeah, so they tried to like reboot all those properties from the '60s. And the Mod Squad, I'm pretty sure, was like an MTV production. It was very heavily like advertised on MTV. The it's supposed to be like the new generation of cool kids. They're crime solvers, but they're young. Isn't that crazy? They're young and hip. Yeah, they're and they hip. look like they do hard drugs. I think their thing is like they're into like electronic music. Or yeah, something. they look like it, it kind of looks like, um, I don't know, like Harmony Corinne's The Mod Squad, but yeah. less weird. Uh, I, it might be weird. a checkout for us, though. I, I feel like because I love Giovanni Ravisi. I think he's so hot. So really? I mean, yeah, he's so hot. He looks like a kid who would stand like by the side of the mall and, and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Bucks. 16 year old me was very into that. Well, um, then we get a trailer for a movie that has a bunch of old fogies, but it also has Adam Scott. Oh, yeah. And the weird connection here is that there was a part in the trailer that I was like, that looks so familiar. And I realized what it's from. It's in the show Party Down. There's an episode where they go to Steve Gutenberg's house. Mm -hmm. And he's supposed to have like every DVD. And um, what's her face? Janice Ian. Oh, um, Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan sees a DVD that Adam Scott was in. Or like a movie that he was in as the character Henry. Yes. And she's watching it in uh, Gutenberg's home theater. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's the footage. It's the footage from this movie. Yes. And he's like, oh, it's a weird indie movie I was in. It was just so bizarre to see it in the true context. It's so interesting to think about Adam Scott. Because I first remember seeing Adam Scott in later seasons of Boy Meets World. Because he was like a bully. I remember him first from um, Step Brothers. Oh, yeah. And then... Obviously, and most importantly, Hellraiser Bloodline. Uh, yes, perfect. Which we'll have to cover on this podcast, won't we? Is it that falls, close enough? I think it might fall. I mean, in the there's timeline. a bunch of Hellraisers that fall within this timeline, and we do not want to cover oh, all of them. Oh no, no. I mean, we could cover Hellraiser three if y'all want. Come on, big ups, Hellraiser three. That's too early. Okay, but I like that movie. I know you do, honey. I love that movie. Maybe one day we'll cover it on Say You Love Satan. Say You Love Satan. Um, and then lastly, there's a Rocky Marciano movie with John Favreau. Who I think is also handsome. Yeah, you you have a type. And I don't know where I fit into that. You... Somewhere between Ribzizi and uh, Favio. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's time for the recap of this. Mm. Oh, the Devils, Ugh. Gone with the Wind, The Shining, and somewhere in that melange is Carrie too. Yeah, I, we should preface this. This is not a good movie. I enjoyed this movie more than Ben, and even I can sit here and say this is not a good movie. So it's time to get your red paint out. I remember how at the end of Carrie, she was all covered in blood that looked like red paint. Uh, no, I don't remember that. Well, this is a homage. I don't understand what's a homage. And that's probably a reach. The font uh, for this, when it comes up, 
looks like a fucking PS2 game where oh you play a God. ninja or some yes, shit. Yes, it does. It looks like one of the later like Mortal Kombat yes, games. It, it legitimately looks like a, a single player Mortal Kombat game. Yes, it does. Um, and you see a crazy lady and she's painting a red stripe around her house and she's like, there's not gonna get my babies. And there's like spooky lighting or whatever. Yeah, ooky, yeah. spooky giant house that she probably bought with the money from like her college job. Where are they supposed to live in this movie? California, right? California. She is not affording this house, but whatever. Continue. Uh, and then, so there's a little girl, and she wants to play with her crazy mom yeah. uh, because she's missing social cues. Yes. And then, uh, because I guess she narked on her mom, or for reasons unknown, she gets her mom gets taken away to the loony bin. Yeah, it's kind of unclear. There might be a throwaway line that we missed, um, but like basically, this little girl whose uh, name is Rachel, who we're like, huh, she might have carry powers or something. Who knows? She just, like, the cops show up, and she's, like, seven. So, either she narked on her mom, or, like, the cops are like, oh, we're here to get your mom, who's crazy. Whatever. Yeah, and I guess, like, she does have carry powers, because she makes, like, windows open or close or some shit. Yeah. And then she hides in the closet with her young basset hound friend, Walter. Walter, who is the star of this movie. He in is... In my opinion, yes. W- we need more Walter. Do you think he's named after Walter Cronkite? Yes. Smash cut. Uh, Carrie 2. Um, is her, her name's Rachel, right? Her name's Rachel, yes. Well, her name is Carrie, too. Whatever. She now listens to metal as her alarm. Yeah, because we went, like, what, nine years into the future yeah, or something? Yeah, now she's fucking edgy. Whoa. And then Walter Basset Hound, he's aged pretty well. Not a lot of ear infections that I can see, not a lot of skin issues. He's a little chonky for his age, but we'll, I mean, we'll they're, forgive they're it. pretty, like, lumpy dogs. They're kind yeah. of, like, like so pieces cute. of gelatin that are moving. Very cute gelatin. Yeah. Adorable gelatin. Um, so she has white trash parents who are using her for oh, the steakums yeah. and penthouse money. Yes. Um, and Marlboros. Or do you yeah. think they're a Cools family? It's so... Oh, that's a Marlboro house, hon. Mm-hmm. Cools are for, like, more inner city, I'd say. Do you think that they're part of the Marlboro Club? Do you think they have, like... Yes, she has, he's like, a got, duffel bag. She's got the duffel bag. He's got the jacket. They both oh, fight they over, like, the mug. Both have sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was actually this girl when I was in fifth grade, or, yeah, I was fifth grade. She used to wear, like, Marlboro t-shirts, but, Ooh, like... sick. With, no, it, I think like Ooh, sad. Yeah, I think it was more sad than sick. But yeah, no, these are like her foster parents, and this is like such a '90s trope, which was like foster parents only have these kids to use them to get money. Yeah, only Terminator Two fulfills the fantasy of having them horribly murdered. I don't know if like any of these people deserve it. Like, I don't know, man. Like they're taking in these kids that like nobody else wanted or could take yeah, but care they expl- of. I mean, that's the way they're portrayed. Yes, but in this film, they explicitly are pretty much like we're using you for money. Yeah. Um, so she meets up with her friend, uh, surprise superstar slumming it in this Mina Savari. Oh yeah. I totally forgot to mention Mina Savari cause she's like listed really far down in this INDB from a film of equal caliber, American beauty. I love Mina Savari. Also starring a horror show, Kevin Spacey. Yes. Um, and she's wearing Mina Savari meets her on the bus. And they're the they're the weird kids. They're the weirdos. And mister. Mina Savari is extra weird because she looks like she's wearing like a lavender sack. It's a very weird top it's a very 90s top it's almost like a club top because it's got like cutouts on the side of the arms where you can see her sick tattoo which is like her and rachel have matching tattoos which it's are like hearts a heart surrounded by like thorns. thorns but they're more like tribal and they bonk them together and say best blood but yeah so me and savari in this movie looks like she rolled out of a dumpster yeah a clothing um, dumpster i mean it is of its time yes uh and now it's time for ska school montage da, 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 pick ska, ska, pick ska, ska, ska. Um, ben and, you're a big fan of ska and we get a pan ben, uh, 
don't you want to talk about how you were really into ska? We get a pan. If anybody would like pictures of Ben when he was really into ska, I can gladly provide those. And we get a pan of the youths, uh, and we see the jocks. Yeah. And these jocks are probably we'll be like, more... hey, pick up, pick up this mozzarella stick. These jocks are oh. probably more of a focus uh, than the rest of the of the of the characters in this film. Yeah, this movie suffers from what a lot of these movies at this time does. One, it jumps around horrifically. It's scatterbrained. Yeah, it's super scatterbrained. But it also really you'll as you get into this episode, there's just so many characters that they're like introducing, they're trying to develop, but they give about like forty five percent to every character. There so are it's so just, like, many intricacies too much. that come to nothing. So much of what we're going to cover, which is extensive comes to nothing i guess like the baseline of this as you mentioned the trivia this is inspired by boys basically having a point system about the girls they bang yes at the heart of this movie that's what this movie is about it's about revenge on these boys yes but that gets lost in the sauce there's a lot more going on yeah and this sauce is not a so good a mama me i reached inside and i grabbed my uncle's testicles yeah so yeah the jocks have a fuck point system uh and they're part of the bulldogs and bow wow wow bow wow wow yippee yo yippee a actually it goes bulldogs bulldogs bow wow wow e lie yale bulldogs bulldogs bow wow wow oh, okay i'll stop it before you start yelling at me <laughs> Um, and these guys have this point system that they keep and they all have to fuck all these chicks and I don't know to what end. And we meet all of our jocks. We meet home improvement. Yep. We meet a Jason London. Yep. And we meet bootleg Kevin Dillon. Yes. My. And they're all like, we love fucking and sucking. Go Nets. I guess they would say go Jets. Um, well, if they're California, they would like the Lakers or the pistons or i don't know whatever teams there <laughs> yeah the tommy pistols let's go with the lakers uh in class um uh carrie too she doesn't believe in love no because they're talking about romeo and juliet and in Whoa. many ways this is like a twisted romeo and juliet wow. tale cool have you ever heard of somebody taking the motif of romeo and juliet and just like expertly weaving it in no like in this film no i know me neither um and she's like who would who could love her you know she's so weird yeah painting um, overalls man and then we meet uh finch from american pie and yeah. he is the class, uh, clown. class clown and he quotes johnny rotten obviously the most punk rock figure in all of history oh jesus christ if and i never hear about the sex pistols ever again in my entire fucking life it'll still be too soon i fucking hate the sex for pistols. one i truly relate to them and their stance towards the queen you know i like how they always wore that nazi gear now yeah, that aged well mm. um anyway so uh, Jason London is like, oh, I believe in romance. And Carrie, too, is like, I don't believe in romance. And then they make puppy dogs eyes at each other, which means that towards the end of the film, they will believe in romance. Oh, man. That's screenwriting 101. At what cost? I don't know. Hashtag Romeo and Juliet. Mm. Um, in the calf, which is what the cool kids call it, the jocks do very obvious videotaping of women in their bodies. Yes. Which they would have never let that happen. They wouldn't even allow you to have headphones in school. They're not going to allow you to have a full-on camcorder in school, dude. I know. And, uh, yeah, no Game Boys. You're not no gonna have headphones. shit. Like, they would get pissed off at you if you had your, like, Walkman, like, walking into class, like, first period, and you're like, I'm about to put it away, and they'll be like, it has to go in the locker or we're taking it. Like, they were, like, so freaking strict. They would never let you have a camera. Yeah. Fucking, uh, God save the queen. Yes. Uh, fuck them. Mom and dad just don't understand. Yes. I wanna be an American idiot. All right, continue. Um, 
Carrie 2 is looking for Mina Savari. But Mina Savari is not near or in the calf because she's on the roof getting ready to perform an epic for boogie. Yeah, but like, did you see those rooftop goths? They were garden goths. They were garden goths. Yeah. They were wearing some big ass pants, dude. It's just like zombie by the cranberries playing on loop up there. Zomber, zomber, her, 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 her. Um, and then, yeah, Savari jumps off and she's out of the movie. She crashes onto a car, and that might be the the shred of gore that you get. Yeah, for a while. For a while. Yeah, it's like this scene and then uh, the last 10 minutes of this movie. Like, if you start playing a sleep song at this point, by the end of the sleep song, you may not be at the violence in yeah, the Yeah, you might not. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, we, we, we see this happen, and Carrie 2 sees it happen, and she has a, a Carrie type freak out and all the lockers burst open right? yes and then the jocks film mina suvari's dead body which would definitely be a no-no i don't know man i feel like in the 90s like your teachers like are probably not aware enough to be like don't film that do you know what i mean like yeah the coach is like i love faces of death yeah dude bring me footage but i actually like traces of death too that shit was fucking real go socks i mean this movie too i think had a lot of controversy because it came out around the time of columbine they're like oh see teenagers are so fucking insensitive that somebody dies and all they want to do is film it and it's like and in some senses uh, that's not true but in some ways this film accurately portrays how cruel teenagers can be i think it the teasing and bullying of Rachel is accurate, but like a girl fucking killing herself in front of you, like jumping off a building and landing face first into a car windshield is very abrupt. Oh, that would be jarring. Yeah. yeah Everyone in the school is pretty much okay with it. They don't like, oh. cancel classes. They're like, okay, everyone off to biology. Right. Um, yeah. And so the jocks, uh, we find out pretty much that home improvement fucked Mina Savari. Yeah, right? so Zachary Ty Bryant, blonde uh, home improvement, fucked Mina Savari, but then he blew her off because he dumped her essentially. He was like, "Oh, I just screwed you for fun. I don't love you for our point system. For our point system to climb that radical rock. Oh, I love the, the agro crag. The agro crag with Mo. Oh, fucking Mo's so hot." Um, yeah, and then we essentially uh, find out that they had written about this in their book, so they try to erase that, mm-hmm. but also that Mina Savari had taken pictures with Home Improvement. Yeah, like they had a picture together. So now their job is essentially that they are going to try to um, get those photos so that there's no evidence that's implicating them and their fuck plan. Yes. Uh, but they're unable to because... Um, Carrie 2. Carrie 2 is like, Shanana. Because she works at the photo booth. Yes. See, back in the day. You had a photo booth in the middle of a parking lot that some poor teenager had to sit in for, I don't know, five hours a day. You couldn't just pull up feet pics of Dr. Benny Graves willy-nilly. No, but I do have those. So if you guys want them, it's a small charge. Yeah. And get your dick pics, too, if you want. Yeah, if you want some fucking Jewish hobbit feet, by all means. His feet aren't that bad, actually. Oh, thanks, honey. Aww. Um and yeah, oh simultaneously to this actually the cops break into the locker oh, yeah. of Mina Savari, in which in case there weren't enough predators in this film, there's a picture of Marilyn Manson up yeah. there. There's quite a bit of Manson in this. There's a lot well, I feel like that was such a nineties thing too, is just to like was put, the edgelord. to put Manson posters yeah. in like every teenage goth, like air quote goth girl's room. Um and it's just like I heard kind he took of, out of his ribs so he could suck his own dick. Isn't that the coolest rumor you've ever heard in your life though? No, the coolest rumor would be if he tried to suck in his own dick, but his dick was Megatron and blew his own fucking head off. 
I mean, that'd be really cool. But unfortunately, neither of those things are true. No. Um, and yeah, so they find a note inside Mina Savari's locker that essentially implicates the jocks. Yep. And so it doesn't matter that they escaped the, uh, the, the well, they also aren't able to obtain the photos, right? Yeah. Um, and then Sue Snell from the first film, who yep. works at a school convenient. Very convenient. Um, you would think that with all that trauma from all the like the fucking deaths that she saw, she would like never set foot in a school again, let alone work in the school where like. Well, in passing, we find out she went to a mental asylum. Yeah, but I don't know that I would stick around that area. I think I might move. <laughs> a lot of people in this movie have had stints in mental asylums. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Snell and uh, J- Officer John Doe uh, interrogate. It was Boyd. I know, I know, but I'm calling him <laughs> Officer John Doe. Interrogate Ray, uh, Carrie too. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, tell us what we should have already put together that, that these boys yeah. are fucking girls and screwing them over literally and figuratively. Yes. And then Copman is reticent to pursue the case. Um, yay. yay. And then Sue Snell's like, no, that girl was 16 and Mark was like 18. So that's statutory rape, which I don't know that that's true, I think. But fine, whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jason London is fucking the popular chick, Tracy. Tracy. And the jocks are watching from a very, uh, like a near distance. Yes. To the point They're where also she should that. know. Does she know? I don't think she cares. Okay. I think it's like the popular girl thing where she's like. And because Into she's it? a popular I don't know. girl, right? Because she's popular, she's also like, I don't care about suicide. Oh, yeah. Because, like, she was, like, fucking Jeremy London. And he was like, Jason oh, London. Jason, whatever. No, it's Jeremy. No, it's Jason. Oh, whatever. Not Mallrats. She's fucking him. And he's like, oh, aren't you sad that that girl fucking killed herself? And that girl and the popular girl's like, what? She wasn't, like, popular or anything. It's not like I knew her. Who cares? Let me give you a beach. She already gave him a beach. Why don't you want to do another one? Oh, shit. Double beach, bro. Double beaches. That's like 69 points, bro. Yeah, I know. Um, And then we cut again to Carrie 2, and we find out that she has some control over her powers, though it's mostly she has to, like, tamp them down. Yeah, she, like, doesn't really understand how they work or anything about them, so she, like, thinks they're a bad thing, which I'm sure if she actually worked on them, she could be like Matilda. Well, or an X-Man. Or Matilda. Man it. And, uh, yeah, so she's brooding. She's yep. deep in her brooding. I mean, I would be too if my friend killed themselves in front of me. Well, it's about to get worse because then her dog gets run oh, over. Oh, Walter. And you you get to see, like, a little dog puppet get hit it's by a car. It's pretty upsetting, dude. And it's a pretty good, like, all things considered, it's a pretty good transition from dog actor to dog puppet. So yeah. I was pretty shocked when it happened. Um, luckily, the dog lives. Walter lives, so don't worry, guys. Walter's. Walter yeah, I lives. was like, that's unheard of. It, if they had killed Walter, I probably wouldn't have watched the rest Shadow. of the He's too old. He's too old. Um, but uh, Jason London arrives on time. Man, I don't care if he's Jeremy London at this point. Who cares? Uh, and she like cracks his windshield which because means she, her powers go off yeah, yeah yeah sure and they go to an er vet and even though this is a small town they go to an er vet that has so many neon signs it looks like a fucking chinese restaurant in new york yeah what is your hot vet take on this uh veterinary hospital ben is this like legit because there's like windows I mean, you can see into like the operating room clean it doesn't look clean right but luckily um a dramatic stand-in for rachel dratch is the er vet <laughs> and she tells them that walter will recover Yay! from his injuries yeah little walter um hit by cars are not fun yeah and later on it's literally like the equivalent of when tom cruise walks out of a car that blew up and he's yeah. got a little bit of soot on his face later on walter has like some cosmetic bandages and he's Does he have, a like a boy of god he has a cone on too yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a cone on. i think you'd be a lot more fucked up um 
Yeah, so they go to the diner, and we find out that Jason London is, like, in touch with the youth. He listens to garbage. Yeah. He knows who Shirley Manson Whoa. is. I know. And uh, Shirley Manson, I fucking love her. She's a she hottie. Was in, uh, she's a hottie, great musician. She was in uh, Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles, and she plays Never a T-1000. And at one point, there's, like, a shitty coworker that she works with, because people don't know she's a T-1000, and she turns into a urinal, and then she stabs him. She get peed on first? No, she doesn't get peed on. Maybe she likes piss play. How do you know? I mean, if you were all right. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, they go to the diner. They have romantic banter, um, and then that night, Carrie too has dreams. Has NYU film student dream? Essentially, yeah. This movie is weird because it's shot in color, obviously, because modern times. But like when she has like carrie-esque dreams she's in black and white or when shit goes like bad and she's like overwhelmed she like sees things in black and white there are a few shots it's though, very weird where she's not using carrie powers and it's in black and white that's what i'm saying like it's weird they like they're like yeah we'll use it for this one whatever you could say that there's a lack of consistency hmm interesting um and then I guess sue snell explains that she went to the crazy house so at the famous end of the actually good film by brian de palma yes. carrie sue snell comes to the ruins of carrie's house right because it burns yeah. down oh no she comes to her grave the grave yeah and she puts flowers down and then carrie's hand bursts out and yes. grabs her so did she imagine that did it yes. happen i'm pretty did sure she imagined happen? it yeah okay um so then um as if to prove her point carrie to uh, knocks over like a mug or something and yeah. Sue snell's like you've got powers dog you've got powers um now we cut to football practice Oof. and um, we get like a scene. It's that whole alpha coach bullshit. Oh my um, God. This scene is bizarre. Where If you can believe it, like football coaches, even as you go up into the university system, have a whole masculinity thing. And sometimes that can verge on abuse. And sometimes it almost seems like it could verge on sexual abuse. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I'm not going to follow up on that. Uh, but the coach, like, makes one of, I think he makes Kevin Dillon take his Kevin pants Dillon. off. He makes, like, Kevin Dillon take his pants off. And, and show he's deep into his asshole. Into his asshole. He's like, I'm just looking for a tampon string because you fucking play like a girl. And I was like, this is, like, extreme measures just to make a point. I kind of feel like looking at some kid's butthole, like, is not, like... That is some. It's weird. That is some college level coaching, baby. And then he gets up, and everyone's like, "Coach, why do you got cum stains on your pants?" <laughs> um, He's got that cream cheese stain. <laughs> but yeah, now finally, home improvement gets confronted uh, with the photo evidence yes. they collected. So it pretty much implicates Carrie well, it's too. It's a nice, cute photo of him and Mina Suvari. It's know, like funny it, because they probably took that off like Offset. They're like, "Oh, we just need a photo sure. for the movie," and it's like a nice photo. It's but, so it's funny. But it means that one, he could be suspended. Yes. Two. He might not play the big game, bro. Whoa, and he might not get into whatever ex- Ivy League school or whatever. School he wants. Yeah, on a scholarship. Yeah. Well, it also means that Carrie, Unlike too, our guy, Nathan Scott, who just got that acceptance to Hashtag do- one tree who? Yep. Um, yeah, but the problem is that it means that Carrie, too, narked on them. Yes. And now they know that. And they're all pissed. Simultaneously, Carrie, too, decides she is going to go on a date with Jason London. Yeah. But Finch from American Pie is like, oh, I'm wary about this bitch. I'm your friend, even though I'm in three scenes of this movie. Yeah, they don't really explain if her and Finch are actually friends in this movie or if they just know each other. It, it's like unclear. I guess like the assumption is all weird kids just hang yes, out together. That's exactly what but it is. But they don't ever develop their friendship. There's never like a scene of them like at a coffee shop drinking coffee to together. Music, yeah, like anything. nothing. And, and again, even if you want it to be a situation of like we're outcasts, so we 
hang together. Yeah. There's none of that. There's nothing. Um, and so, because the jock bros found out that Carrie 2 is responsible for the pictures, they come to her house and they pretty much stage some severe harassment, borderline home invasion, and obviously calling her and saying, what's your favorite scary movie? Blah, 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 blah. And then they talk in a Donald Duck voice, and I didn't realize that they were fans of Full Cheese. New York Ripper. We have that poster right in our wall yeah, right over here. I found an amazing New York Ripper yeah. poster. At no, the Goodwill. At the Goodwill. Uh, and same with that Tenebrae poster. But anyways, no, it's like a very like absurd scene. Like she's like in a towel because she's getting ready for her date with Jeremy London. Her hot date. And, oh, right. They're supposed to go on a date, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like in a towel getting ready. And they're like, all the football guys are like slamming on her windows and like screaming. And I was just like, this is so fucked up. Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like... They take it way too far, and this movie kind of does a good portrayal of like the way that asshole teen boys in the '90s acted, which was without any regard for anyone else. Well, yeah, it's it's one of those things where uh, it's never shocking when it turns into somebody getting killed. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that almost happens because Home Improvement is basically like I got all my piss and vinegar inside me. I'm gonna murder Carrie. Yeah, too. doesn't he try to like punch her with like a uh, brass knuckles? He tries to get into to the, the door, window. Into the window, yeah, to the wall. To the sweat drop down your balls. Down these females who go. Ah, ski, ski, motherfucker. But uh, she closes the window on his hand. Carry powers. Uh, and then that would fucking break your hand, dude. They all run off because her parents come home. Yeah, and her parents don't seem too perturbed by the home invasion. It's like super weird because her parents are supposed to be strict as shit. Like they don't like her to have the dog in the house, but then they come home and the house is like fucked up beyond belief, and there's like a broken window. I'm pretty sure, and she's just like, I don't know what happened. Bye, movie. And there's like, okay, whatever. The next day, Carrie two comes to school. Yeah, and she's like not happy about almost being murdered understandable well, understandable uh but she's also not that upset because jason london's like i didn't know anything about this why didn't you come to our date and she's like i forgive you date part two yeah right? uh i don't know that i would forgive this guy i mean it isn't his fault that his friends did this and he does get pissed off at them he is like yo fuck you guys like why did you fucking harass her because Jason London is like a good guy in this whole movie, you know. Ultimately, yes, he's he's kind of stupid, but like if you think about teenage boys, they're pretty they're geniuses. They're dumb like me? as I fuck. I was a genius. Yeah, yep. sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and because they're going on date part two, Tracy, the popular girl, sees this and she's not having it. Yeah, because uh, Carrie too is an ugly bitch and saggy ass hooker. And the hot girl is like, "Yo, at least you could fuck somebody that's hotter than me." This is like a diss to me, and they're yeah, like, "You're diss. being straight up dissed, girl." <laughs> they, they do say diss several times. It's in this. very bizarre. Um, and then yeah, Jason London is a good guy, so he's like, "Kevin Dillon, you're a piece of shit." And Kevin Dillon's like, "No, nah, no, nah, dog, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Um, simultaneous to this, because there are like thirty things happening at oh once in this film, Sue Snell tries to get Carrie Two to admit her powers. Yes. and in an earlier scene, there was a snow globe, mm-hmm. and I looked at that snow globe and said, "That snow globe is going to blow it up." No, no way. And it is Chekhov snow globe because yes, now it gets blowed up, mm-hmm. and Sue Snell has PTSD, so she remembers scenes of a better movie at a prom where yes. a girl uses telekinetic powers to wreck some shit. Yes. So they go on their date, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason London and Carrie too, and they do angsty teen Dawson's Creek type sharing while sitting on the roof of his car. The hood of his car, yeah. In front of the lake. It's actually very sweet. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, didn't you go on dates where you were just Kiss like, "Kiss me, Danny, <sighs> Danny, 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 Dan
Fine, whatever. Go on. And they go into the car, and it starts raining, and it's a hella romantical dog, and they start smooching each other. Uh, but we basically find out that Carrie, too, is a virgin, and mm-hmm. she wants it to be a special. Um, as a girl, I can say that I didn't care if my first time was special. Like, I didn't want it to be, like, awful, but also I wasn't like, you have to, like, light candles and do this and do that. Like, I... Uh, it's such a movie trope and i've never met a girl that was like that like yeah my first time wasn't special yeah i'm pretty sure i had sex while in the background the uh willy wonka remake was playing oh, bad virginity lost that's movie bad. i know original willy wonka great much better lost much movie. better i don't even know if there's anything on in mine but yeah, Who she knows? wanted to be special, much like the grilled cheese burrito now available from Taco Bell. Ooh. Taco Bell, live mas. Bong! We are not sponsored by Taco Bell, but Taco Bell, please sponsor us. Um, you can just pay us in cheesy gordita crunches, sub potatoes, please. I mean, I'll be honest with you, in like 30 years when we have to live in subdivisions that are corporate owned and we have to fight for like whatever corporation and, I'll ru- fight for Taco and Bell. be in mech suits, I'm, I'm fighting for Taco Bell. They at least have things that look like real food. Who knows what it'll be like in 20 years, but I, I support it right now. I at least recognize a tomato. Um, so, Sue Snell yes. needs to get through to Carrie, too. How does she reach these keys? How does she reach these keys? And so she goes to another, this is, so far, oh, dear Lord the in chef's heaven. kiss portrayal of a mental asylum that we've this seen. This is horrific. It's worse than any movie we've covered so far. And we just had one in Freddy vs. Jason. Yep. This but is worse. This one has one guy who says that he knows her and is getting real gropey with her. Yeah. There's one guy who's stroking a fire extinguisher like a baby. There's one guy literally smashing his head into cement bricks. That's correct. And I like that just, there are no wards. No. Like, at least in Freddy vs. Jason, they kind of had, like, some semblance of organization. This is just, like, whatever, an open room. Yeah. It's Arkham Asylum. Yes. Literally. It's Arkham called Asylum. Arkham yeah. Asylum. Because Carrie's mom is there because she's schizophrenic or bipolar. Carrie Two's mom. Carrie Two's mom. Who uh, knows? Yeah, Ugh. and essentially we find out that OG Carrie's dad is also Rachel's dad. Rachel's dad. Which I don't understand the math Carrie on Two's that. Dad, yeah. Because if Carrie the original, her dad was, let's say, twenty years old, right? And it's what's set in the seventies? Yeah, and it's like twenty years later. So sure. he'd be at least four forty? No. If if Carrie's around in the seventies and she's eighteen. Oh, then the dad's like 40 at that point. He would have to be close to 60 or to 70 at this point. Oh, man. And he's like, I have psychic powers. Come on, baby. Put your dick around. Uh, grip up on this cerebro. Yeah. However they made this work, it, they could have like been like, oh, it's actually she, Carrie, originally Carrie had a brother nobody knew about. And then the brother ended up having sex with Rachel's mom. And that's how we got uh, yeah, Rachel. My name is Charles Xavier, but it's three X's. You're going to have to put on Juggernaut's helmet to stop yourself from my punai. Are they called the sex men? Okay, well, I thought that was a funny joke. Everyone, hold for a laughter. Hold for laughter. And apparently, uh, yeah, it's a genetic disorder. It's passed on by the X gene. The sex gene? Oh, isn't there a lady named Jean in the sex men? (laughs) Fuck you. Her name is Jean Grey, and she's also the Dark Phoenix later on. Oh, cool. Does she fuck that guy with the sunglasses? Honey, I put on Cerebro, and I saw you taking a shower. Um... Yeah, she fucks guy with the glasses, right? Uh, uh, he has like the heat vision. Cyclops, yes. <laughs> uh, who What's later... his name? I had a crush on him as a kid. I thought he was hot. 
His name is Cyclops. Oh. Uh, I, I forgot what his real name is, but he ends up actually fucking Jean Grey, and their kid is Cable. Not internet? Nobody got them DSLs. Oh! Anyway, yeah, so uh, Carrie 2 is confronted by Sue Snell, who's like, here's the truth about your lineage. And, and she's, she's like, like I nah. don't believe you. Um, simultaneously to this. A lot is happening all at the same time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Home Improvement's lawyer dad is like, well, if Gordon you want to convict my son, you're going to have to convict all of these rapists. And the DA's like, well, the election's coming up. I can't convict this many rapists. They're also like, oh, we don't want to ruin all these young boys' lives over just a bunch of games. How could we possibly ruin a young prominent man like brett kavanaugh's future right exactly this is actually brett kavanaugh's origin stories i believe that's true yeah um at at the very end he takes out like a fucking like little blazer with an american flag uh pin on it and he puts it on and there's like ominous music that plays and the constitution's just like waving in the background and then he wipes his ass with it yeah pretty Um, much popular girl tracy is still mad uh and her friend who is even meaner because she's Rachel not Blanchard. the hottest girl. Yeah. She has glasses. She has glasses, so you know she sucks. Maybe paint-stained overalls. Uh, and uh, Rachel Blanchard's like, oh, I will destroy her. So the jocks hatch a plan. Yes. Right? And this is a two-fold plan. Got it. I'm listening. First, okay. not Kevin Dillon, Got it. gives Jesse the keys to his parents' cabin. Okay. Because he knows that Jason London uh is gonna go fuck carrie too yeah and he's like oh you should fuck her at my dad's lake house yeah not creepy at all no it's totally and cool also simultaneously to this yeah that's right if you drink every time i say simultaneously you'll you're be gonna die. as drunk as the people in this movie yeah probably at the rap party um yeah essentially the second part of the plan is that rachel blanchard is like Oh, Carrie too. I'm your friend. Um, well, it's like that classic thing. It's kind of like what they do in Carrie. Like they're trying to like butter her up, and they're like, "Yeah, we're actually your friend. We're not a bunch of mean cunts. Like we'll be your friend, and everything's gonna be hunky dory." And Rachel's like, "Oh, I guess like maybe they do want to be my friend." Ha ha. But not hunky dory like the Bowie album. No, not at all like the Bowie. Here's album. my thing: is like I don't know. You weren't popular in high school, and neither was I. Wouldn't I wasn't you, unpopular. But like, if the popular popular kids came oh, up yeah, to you, no, I and like they're like, kids. oh. Oh, let's go on a date or like no, let's hang out. I wouldn't trust them as far I'd as I could like, throw them. Please don't. Like I was like sort of friendly with some popular kids, but like in classrooms, like I like was paired up with this one girl named Tony in like my science class. Uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. 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 And like her and I would sit and paint our nails with like white out and stuff like that. But like she wasn't inviting me to like her house for a party. Do you and, know what and I mean? You kept being like, man, Tony has such black curly hair and a unibrow what's 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 her deal and then you were watching an episode of monk and you were like tony and you had a flashback and it's shaloub just wearing a wig the whole time happy i would be if tony shaloub was actually my science lab partner that'd be way cooler the shaloub i'd be super into it also i love monk so if you ever want to talk about monk you guys he's a fantastic actor he's also going to be in future film that we cover 13 ghosts oh yeah anyway so yeah the plan is twofold on one end, we have Carrie, too. She's being told that the popular kids are now her friends. Yeah, which I'd be sus-sus on that. And the way that happens is that Rachel Blanchard, n- like, steals lipstick, lipstick for, her for her. Because we were yeah. all kleptomaniacs, obviously. I never stole. Uh, well, that's nice. And then... I was afraid to get in trouble, dude. They help her with doing a makeover. And makeover, now makeover, makeover, makeover. Makeover. Bum, bum, bum. And, um... 
yeah, they make her over and she looks super weird. She's not a very pretty girl and I do feel bad for her. Like, I don't want to be mean, but like whatever hair color, she's actually pretty cute in Gilmore Girl. She's like pretty normal looking, but like this black hair on her is not that great. She has like no eyebrows. It's very... Was the fashion of the time. It was the fashion of the time, but also she's just like... But putting her in this like purple gauzy smock is doing her no favors. Okay, it's called a baby doll dress. Ben was like, what the fuck is she wearing? I was like, it's a baby doll dress. They are very in. Very in. It looks like a sensual hanky. Okay, it's a baby doll dress. I Um, love a baby doll dress. Anyway, Jason London and Carrie Toot, they go to the cabin and they make sweet love. Sweet love. Well, he gets her daisies because she's like, oh, my favorite flower is daisies. And he brings her daisies and it's cute. I don't know. It's very sweet. Uh, And they boink. And while she's asleep, he's like, I fucking love you, girl. Uh, But also we see that someone is surrounding the house. And filming them. Yeah. Oh, Maybe no. that comes to something Will later on. Will that come up later on, guys? Oh, God. And she comes home, and her white trash dad grounds her. Yeah. Because fil- home invasion, not a big deal. Leaving the house for one day, big deal. Yeah, I mean... Dog right. being run over, not big deal. Exactly. Um, And now we, we are like inching inch by inch like our both of our legs have been broken and we've been shot in both eyes to this third act i think by this point you were just staring me down so hard like we were like watching this on the couch and he just kept looking over at me with fucking daggers and i'm just cracking up like you did not like this movie so now we are in the third act yes finally and um because we have to stop the the finale which is going to happen anyway where Carrie 2 does Carrie stuff. What? Is that why it's called Carrie? But we have to have a ticking clock element, right? Yes. So Seuss now abducts Carrie 2's mom. By putting gum in the lock of the mental asylum. That's right. That's some fucking Elizabeth Salander shit. Well, yep, that is. And, um... They escape the Penhurst asylum. Yep. Because she's like, hey, look over there. And they just run out. (laughs) They're good. They're good at their job. Uh, But it turns out that Carrie Two's mom is full on Cocoa Puffs. Oh, man. She is batshit crazy. It's fucking hilarious because Sue Snell like breaks out Carrie Two's mom because she's like, I'm going to get Carrie's mom to like confront her and be like, yo, her dad is actually this guy, not the guy she said it was. And he had powers, I guess, too. And she's like, I'm going to break her out and we're going to get this solved together and then on the way out of the mental asylum carrie two's mom is like oh that's mr johansson over there he has the hots for me and she's like wait where and she's like over there and it's just a tree and she's like oh fuck and she goes that's my friend tyler durden he's gonna blow up all the credit card buildings yeah but sue snell's like ah fuck dude i definitely picked the wrong horse in this fight miss snell you are not your khakis no um yeah, her name was Sue Snell. <laughs> she's pretty much like, oh, this might not be a great third act. Huh. Spoiler alert: it's not a great it's third act. It's a for horrible her. third act. Um, and then Carrie sneaks out of her house. Sorry, Carrie too mm-hmm. sneaks out of her house to go to the football game because she promised Jason London she would be there. Yeah, and he's she- like, you're my good luck charm. Which before this, they've only hung out like three times because it's only been like four days since uh what's her face killed herself being a suvari that's all it takes to turn a woman literally into a this luck whole object. movie goes over like the time period of like four days yeah all right continue uh and she's there just in time for him to catch sports ball yeah and he has the winning touchdown yeah, or something yeah he wins the stanley cup and um then they are separated because yeah. that's part of the mean kids plan, right? Yep. So Carrie too is taken by the popular girls to the party. Mm-hmm. Jason London's car has been defaced, 
We find out that that is by Tracy the Popular Girl. Oh, no. And so Tracy the Popular Girl is like, I'll give you a ride, but let's drive to my house first. And Jason London doesn't think anything weird about that. He's like, whatever, I'm Nathan Scott in this movie. I don't think weird things about girls luring me to their house. That's right. Hashtag One Tree Hill. Um, at the equivalent of like a brutalist version of Bernie's house from Weekend at Bernie's mm-hmm. slash like a Patrick Bateman summer home. This house is disgusting. It Very is concrete. so it is so garish and I it needs to be seen. It's so horrific. Yeah. And I will say if you are interested in seeing Carrie too, I would skip to the last 15 minutes of yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. Film. Uh there is something worth siphoning and we'll get to it. Um so at the party, all the popular kids are like, we love you, Carrie, too. We're not at all planning to humiliate you like at the end of Carrie and 1. And she lets all of her guards down. She's kind of dumb as like an outcast girl. Yeah, you're supposed to be smarter than this. Yeah, you should be smarter than this. Much like at the end of, uh, what is it, Not Another Teen Movie? Yeah. What's the movie that that's based off of? And how she knows. She's like, Freddie Prince Jr., you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, she's always kind of got her foot out the door. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um... At Tracy's house, she tries to seduce Jason London. Yes. And she's got some rockin' boobies. She does. And some granny panties. she got some big old granny panties on. Maybe that's like to turn him on. I don't know. Maybe he's into granny panties. Maybe she's like, break my hip. Ooh. Bend me over and look at my AARP card. Yeah, I think you get some really good discounts with that card, though. Knock me to the ground, so I need to get my life alert. Ooh, daddy. Um... All right, and then, again, time seems to slow down. It's like being in the Matrix when you can dodge bullets. Because the scene where Carrie 2 essentially has it revealed to her, that spoiler alert, they put her name in the bang book. Yep. Jason London didn't do this. No, his friends did it. But his friends did it to humiliate her. And at the cabin, they were the ones filming. So Home Improvement, um, Rachel Blanchard, and... Not Kevin Dillon yeah. are the male and main antagonists yes. here, right? And they taped Carrie to fucking Jason London. They like taped them fucking. Yeah, it's sensual. Man. It's pretty sensual. They're like ooh soup sap. Yeah, that's exactly how uh, it sounded. And somehow using uh, '90s technology, they're able to turn the TV so it faces all of the windows and projects the TV I, onto these windows. I call bullshit on this. I am not sure how they're getting this to project the way that they do. There is no way that somebody had a home set up this good. And then, because Mamber, they say they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. But this movie does not deserve to be taking no, lines from no, a diploma no, film. No. Um, Carrie 2 doesn't take this well. No. Hmm, and what happens is her heart tattoo, her best blow. Best blow. Uh, tattoo starts pulsing. Yeah. And it blah, branches blah. across her body. Yeah, 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 And then glass blows in from a carry powers, right? Yeah. And some dude's head gets ripped off. Oh, man. This is when it starts getting really good. Uh, and people are on fire. There's a lot of people on fire. And this is where things start for a, for a moment. For a moment. Just a moment. Trent Reisner. Um, Start to have the feeling of Hellraiser three. Yes. Oh, the scene yeah, in the club do. where Pinhead the goes club. ape shit in the club in the Hellraiser club. Uh, Le Machin club. Uh, well, this is that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, so you get CDs flying. It's at, like pretty literally just liberally bo- borrowing from that scene. I love it. I um, love it. So what do you do if you're a rich person? You don't go to your gun cabinet. You go to your spear gun cabinet. Well, yeah, that's the obvious choice what else am i supposed to do right because as we know all rich people do is kill their wives with spear guns on their boats i mean that seems pretty legit um and then they so kevin dylan 
Got it. Rachel Blanchard. Yes. And Home Improvement. Yes. All get spear guns, right? Yes. And they're like, we're going to face off against these crazy motherfucker. I forgot to mention that when Carrie 2 went full Carrie, her tattoo spread across her body. Mm -hmm. So she now has... um, thorns all over do you remember that mary kate or ashley movie where it was like called like beastly and there's like that model guy and he's like oh i don't date ugly chicks and then he gets ugly and he has like that weird scar tattoo and then like an olsen twins like an evil gypsy yeah of course it reminds me of that absolutely of course i've seen that film okay good and uh i'll show you the trailer Yes, yeah, she, she kind of looks halfway between like the worst makeup on a WWF wrestler, mm. like a like a greenhouse themed WWF wrestler yes. who would smoke a lot of weed, or a SoundCloud rapper, as the youths like mm. to say. Yes, uh, is is SoundCloud even a thing anymore? I don't think it is. I think we've I, it's probably like a TikTok right? star, right? TikToks, yes. Yeah. I like the orange ones. I like the white TikToks. Um, and then they have their harpoon guns and. This minute is is the best part of the film. Yes. Because she makes Rachel Blanchard's glasses explode inward, so that then her eyes explode. Or she makes her eyes explode. It doesn't matter. No, I think she makes her glasses break and uh, explode into her, in her eyes. eyes. Yeah. And because Rachel Blanchard is off balance, she fires a harpoon through Home Improvement's dick and out his That's butthole. That's so fucking cool, and dude. It's, real it's like really good. And then kind of anticlimactic. There's a whole thing with like the pool cover and Carrie too having a tussle with not Kevin Dillon and he drowns. Yeah, well kinda he gets boring. like smacked in the head with the pool cover. I know, but and... he kind of like deserves to explode or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of. Mm-hmm. And now, oh fuck, I forgot to mention. So in the middle of all the chaos, that's yeah, going there's on, a lot going on. She ha- right before the showdown um, with the harpoon guns, she has a uh, fireplace poker and she fires it through the door and it kills a kid. But on the other side of the door is Sue Snell. So. She, she dies. Just, like, that's the thing why we kind of glossed over it almost because, like, Sue Snell made it through the first carry. It was in this movie. It's supposed to be kind of like a big part of this movie. And she just dies, like, in the most, like, unimpressive no, 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 way. What, what you, see, you see, it's a reference to Scatman Carruthers from The Shining. No, it's not. Uh, would you say it's a reach? And, um, yeah, so Carrie's mom is alive, though. Yes. And she shows up and Carrie's like, I love my mommy. And her mom's like, you're crazy. Yeah. Her mom's like, oh, you're not my little girl. Like, you're a monster. I don't like you. And Carrie, too, is like, well, fuck you, bitch. I'm gonna kill you, too, then. And drops like half the house on her. Fine. Fine. Whatever. So all of that build up, the the fight against the ticking clock of Carrie, too. Breaking her out of the mental hospital, all this stuff. It doesn't matter. None of this fucking matters. Uh, Luckily, Jason London shows up. And these two star-crossed lovers confront one another. Right. And um, Carrie, too, is like, you're a piece of shit. You're responsible for this. And she's going to drop like a girder on him or yeah. some shit. And he's pretty much like, no, no, I do love you. And then the footage of him saying, I love you is it's still playing on the big TV. Simultaneously. And then she rewinds it with her carry powers like 10 times over and zooms in on it. And it's like, I love you. And she's like, oh, my God, you do love me. Right. But. The thing that she, the girder, is about to fall on him anyway and squish him. So she pushes him out of the way and she gets squished. Aww. You would think with her carry power, she could have stopped it or like lifted it off her body. Yeah. And she's Des. She's Des. Smash cut to one year later. Mm. Um, we get Jason London. Yes. And the most important cast member, Walter. Walter. They're at university. Yep. And I would like to see them do some Turner and Hooch type paranormal <gasps> adventures. Oh my God, that'd be so cute. Right? So cute. And he's like having a dream, I guess, because then Carrie too comes through the window and she's wearing her uh, sensual hanky, right? The baby mm, doll. Baby doll dress. And yes. um, 
she comes up to him, but then she shatters into the worst CGI you've ever seen in oh your life. Oh my god, the CGI is horrific. Um, no, yeah. but it's kind of sweet because she's like, oh, I love it's you, not. Jason London, and she's like, ah. Um, yeah, how many um, harpooned home improvement boy genitalia do you give this out of 10? <sighs> I give it like a four. Uh, if you if we're just looking at the last ten to twelve minutes of this movie, it's like a seven. And I think a lot of people probably remember that part. Yeah, but like this movie is it's it's really difficult to get through all of it. You're better off watching The Craft, or as Ben brought up, Ginger Snaps is kind of a better idea. Like that movie does a better it's representation. A better accomplishment of the idea of the outcast girls getting their revenge on the shitty popular kids. Exactly. So, and it's more grounded in a sort of reality of the way those cliques work. Yeah, like Carrie 2, there's a lot that doesn't work with this movie. I, you could see that there's a lot that they were thinking about, and they're like, yeah, we'll try this, we'll try this, and they just like, there's just too much going on. There's too many characters. Sue Snell should either be like in this a lot more or not at all. It's just, it's... It but also, the other thing about it too is that the core of it, the... The concept that was based off of the incident from the the mid nineties, it's a very dark concept. It is. And in the right hands, like I don't think that that type of a concept should be tackled connected to Carrie. No. You know, I think that this could have been a very, very dark thriller mm-hmm. in its own right. But I think that like trying to merge it and therefore I guess make it relevant to modern times or something, for me, this is like at best three mangled home improvement boy genitals yeah it's it's not great like i said like we're mostly our points are coming from walter and those last 10 minutes (laughs) i will say that like i i've written notes for every episode we've done so far these were the most extensive notes and it's so frustrating to write and write and write well there's like several times you had to stop the tape because you're like i need time to catch up with what just fucking happened and i went into this blind you know i know that it was kind of like a grungy 90s take on carrie and so i was expecting something it's not what you expected to be and it really falls flat of that unfortunately i think they should have like upped the ante and just had way more gore or like just bombastic shit happening and most of it's just like a melodramatic like teen soap yeah and and i mean so at the end of the day i don't recommend it it is on paramount plus watch the last 10 minutes watch the last 10 minutes but before you do imbibe some potions oh yeah and then move on to something that we've covered already i would recommend the palate cleanser of say urban legend yeah um or just the craft just watch the craft guys yeah uh fruizabal kachimachi yeah uh but i wanted to announce our next film what is it uh from the year 1998 Featuring a group of high school teens who I love, including Josh Hartnett, <gasps> Elijah Wood, <gasps> Clea Duvall, <gasps> Jordana Brewster. I want to have sex with all these people. Oh, okay. uh, sure. Yeah, and still. also Robert Patrick yes. and Fam K. Probably the best movie and, overall. Uh, Martell. Uh, Mrs. Martell's in it. That's right, from Twin Peaks. Probably the best movie that Robert Rodriguez has done. Yes. From 1998, we're going one year back in time to watch The Faculty. Yes, baby. I think this movie does hold up, and I'm really this excited movie does to talk hold up. about it. There's like that puppet at the end and stuff. There's some gems in this. So Also, um, Josh Hartnett. Ooh, baby. <laughs> he's a fucking little hunk. And also, Famke Jansen. In- and Clea Duvall. Oh, oh God. Good <laughs> So anyway, until next time, don't blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. 
but more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. <laughs>